The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. We know the government wants to reduce transport emissions by half by 2030 and cut the distance driven in all car journeys by a fifth. Could it be that an idea to do that would be to charge people for office car parking spaces that they may have or maybe charge the employers for providing those spaces to staff? This apparently is an idea for the National Transport Authority, one that is looking at not just in Dublin city centre, but key towns and large metropolitan centres. We have two guests with us in a moment. We'll talk to Paddy Common, uh, Head of Communications at AA Ireland. But first, Janet Horner, Green Party member of Dublin City Council and member of the Council's Transportation Committee. Is this the type of idea you'd favour? Yeah, I think this is a really useful idea to explore. There's a lot of details for it to be worked out. Um, but certainly, I think for this city is one of the most congested cities in Europe, if not the world at the moment. Um, and we really need to be exploring for climate reasons, for congestion reasons, for public health reasons, a whole range of different reasons we need to be exploring how we can get more people out of their cars, onto public transport, walking and cycling, um, and really there's a whole range of different mechanisms we need to be looking at about the, the carrots and the sticks for doing so. But there's thousands, if not tens of thousands, of parking spaces in Dublin at the moment which are been provided by employers to their staff free of charge that are effectively acting as arguably a gift in kind and certainly an incentive for people to choose to drive instead of taking those other me- means every day. And I think it is certainly high time that we look at ways that we can take back that incentive and and really rebalance it to be rewarding people who are choosing those other means of travel instead. Yeah, but no employer is more guilty of this than the state. And the classic example is even at Anster House, where the politicians and various people who work there all have free parking right slap bang in the middle of the centre of the city. Well, the TDs and the Senators do. Not everybody who works there does. As, as somebody used to work in Leicester House, I can tell you there was no parking for the staff. Um, but there, uh, I think certainly the state has been leading a really poor example and it certainly shows what free parking is a lot of the time, which is a reward for the high income earners and the people at the top of the, the food chain in certain workplaces to be seen as a, a, to be able to drive into your workplace is a luxury and is something that they are rewarded with. And everybody else is the ones paying the price for that. It is those who are sitting on the buses, who are, the buses are much slower because there's so much congestion in the city. It's those who are on their bikes who are feeling the danger of having so many people driving in. So really, the trying to tackle and take away some of the, as I said, the incentives for the driving, I think would be certainly benefit everybody at the moment Um, and I would have no qualms with saying that the state should be leading by example with that and certainly I would love to see Leinster House as one of the um, projects where we could really show what the the gift to the public would be of taking away that parking because not only would we um, ease that little bit of traffic caused by those cars coming in but we would also gain greening and a park back to the city um, for people to enjoy. Paddy Common. It just makes sense, this idea, in that it would reduce emissions, it would also free up space on our roads and streets for public transport and for cyclists. I think it does make a lot of sense in, in, in many ways. Uh, 
you know, as Janet points out, there's a lot of work to be done in order to get there. But there is precedence with Nottingham uh, City Council have done this. Uh, I spoke to them today and got some feedback from them over how they've done over the last 10 years. And they have been very successful for however they already... Sorry, Nottingham isn't that much smaller than Dublin, is about, it? About 650,000 people uh, in the city centre on a given day. Uh, so, so, so nearly as big. But they are saying that over the last 10 years, they've raised £9 million per year on this. They've used the money to uh, regenerate, re-improve uh, the, the tram system in particular. But they already were starting with a very good public transport network. So... Um, it's it's a case of you know do we need to start now while things are slightly imperfect or do do we need to to wait until um you know we get better and better before we start but the thing is if we do start with something like this and the money was reinvested it would have the potential to work but we're we're in a much better state as it is at the moment than we than we were a few years ago certainly pre covid there are more people on buses walking etc when you were talking to them in nottingham what sort of charges do they have to, for for park, car parking spaces so they don't charge for businesses with 10 parking spots or less. You do still have to register, but you get a refund. But for businesses with more than 11 spots, it's £512 per spot. Um, And that's either charged, the business pay for it and the business have the option of charging back to their their staff member then. So they are earning £9 million per year on that. And all of that has served to increase the Lewis, their equivalent of the Lewis by 17 kilometres over the last 10 years. They have a much better equivalent to bus connects and smaller link buses. So they deem it as a success. Now, one point they did say was the NHS are their biggest user and they are currently exempt from paying that charge. So that's debatable whether that's fair or not. That's a question that they pose back to, you know, do do you is this something that uh, you know you would look at in the in in Ireland? Janet Horner, is there not a danger though that this would be inequitable and in that there are plenty of people who work in jobs where parking is easily and freely available to them. And then there are people who work in jobs where they actually have to pay and it may be that they're in important jobs. We have, for example, nurses and doctors getting in touch saying that they need free parking accessible to where it is that they work. I think there will be some nuance to be worked out about this. Like, certainly it's not going to work as a blunt, uh, as a particularly blunt instrument where it would be just applied to every employee equally. There will be some people for um, maybe disability reasons who will have a case to say that they would they would need to have a parking space provided for them in their workplace. There will be others who maybe say they work on sociable hours and that the transport network is not yet connected up. Um, but across the board, I think if we were to implement something like this, in the most part, it would operate as a fairly progressive policy because it is those who are higher income earners at the moment who tend to most benefit from free parking in the city and it's those on lower incomes who are reliant on cycling public transport who, as I said, are really the ones paying the price for the large number of private car users that are still coming into the city. So I think if we, we really want to make sure we do this right and we do it fairly, but primarily I think if we do get, if we do get some of that nuance right, um, it could operate in a very progressive way. Listener says BIK has doubled and now we're expected to have to park at work. Is it the case BIK has doubled, Paddy? 
BKK has increased, yeah, it has increased, uh, especially in relation to electric vehicles as well. So, yeah, that has gone up uh, since since January. Because there have been suggestions before for things like that you would have to have an electric vehicle to be allowed to come into a city centre or to get a power parking space. Yeah, there are there are cases for that. But then again, is that equitable as well? Because electric vehicles are a little bit more expensive. And, um, you know, does that fairly penalise the nurse working in Hollis Street Hospital rather than someone who maybe has a, a higher net wealth and can afford a, an electric vehicle and is getting a grant to do so. So, you know, is the, is a congestion charge necessarily uh, the fairest way? Maybe not. But I think what we have to look at from a broader sense is the alternatives first because, you know, we have a poll up ourselves at the moment running and it says, you know, certainly 91% of respondents are saying uh, that they don't feel that cycling in the city centre is safe. If you do have a free spot in the city centre, though, there's an enormous financial advantage to that, Paddy, isn't there? Because listener here via Twitter, Jackie, said, had to spend the day in Dublin yesterday, parked at Q Park Satanta, cost over €44 Euro for the day. Yes, very expensive. But, look, but there are there are uh, certainly park and ride services available. I use one myself out in, in Santry and, and, and use the bus uh, to, to come in. And so there are options available. But really, I think just people still need viable alternatives at the moment. Listener here says my BIK has gone up from 6% to 18% of my company car. Yeah, big increases um, over, the, over this January and, and uh, certainly is hitting people in the pocket for sure. OK, right. So Janet Horner, where are we at with this as an idea from the National Transport Authority? Is this going to be back to you think at Dublin City Council? I think this is... My understanding of it at the moment is that the ideas come from the National Transport Authority, so it hasn't emerged from the council, um, and a decision will have to be made at the national level about whether this will operate. It, it is proposed for the greater Dublin area at the moment, so not um, nationwide. But I don't think it will come to the council, but I think, it, as I understand, there will be public consultation will take place in this and um, an opportunity for people to feed in their thoughts and ideas later in the year and it's certainly not a measure that will happen in isolation. It is part of the Greater Dublin Area Transport Strategy so it is part of a a context where there's a lot more investment in public transport and in the walking and cycling network for Dublin as well. So uh, both the a lot more incentive for public transport coming in along with um, this one mechanism which might remove some of the incentive for driving too. Okay, apparently this is in the new Greater Dublin Area Transport Plan that was published earlier this week and it was spotted uh, by Brian Mahan of the Irish Daily Mail and it's on the front page of that newspaper today uh, under the headline, Workers Face Levy to Park at Office. I think this is one we'll be back to. Thank you very much, Janet Horner from the Green Party and Paddy Common, Head of Communications at AA Ireland. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.